U.S. stocks closed last week on a cautiously positive note. Bank earnings were mixed as shipping stocks and oil rose on mounting tensions in the Red Sea region. Now, oil is again up a bit this morning with, however, a barricade of offers that we see into the critical resistance levels. Elsewhere, the People's Bank of China kept its rate unchanged at today's meeting, while Taiwanese elections saw a uh, quite a positive reaction from investors. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swissco's Daily Market Talk. So the U.S. stock markets ended last week on a cautiously positive note. And it's not really bad for a week where we actually saw the headline inflation in the U.S. take faster than expected to 3.4% level and core inflation fall slower than expected, although it fell below the 4% mark. Now, Friday's producer price inflation still in the U.S. came as a certain relief to the inflation worries as the latest data showed an unexpected contraction in the monthly figure. And well, the jump that we saw in oil prices earlier in the session following the US and UK airstrikes in areas in Yemen that are controlled by the healthies, well, which also sent the barrel of American crude to $75 per barrel level, didn't last long. The barrel of US crude actually starts the week below the $73 per barrel level. The risks are tilted to the upside as conflict news from the Red Sea region continue to flow in this Monday, the latest being a U.S. fighter aircraft that shot down a cruise missile fire from a healthy area of Yemen. And we also know that Rishi Sunak, UK's Rishi Sunak, will address the UK Parliament today as his government is ready to intensify uh, strikes on healthy targets. But price-wise, there is a strong, strong barricade into the $74 to $75 per barrel level in the US crude and near the $80 per barrel level in Brent as a rising global supply, the increasing competition to OPEC oil and the globally weak economic outlook weigh heavier and convince the oil bears to sell every geopolitically supportive rallies in oil prices. Now, back to my stock story. Well, rising tensions in the Red Sea region and the rising shipping costs as a result of these tensions are a boon for the shipping companies like AP, Muller & Merckx, for example, that see their stock prices being pushed higher since the start of all the tensions. Bank stocks, on the other hand, traded mixed on Friday session as the first fourth quarter earnings from some well, big U.S. banking giants were mixed as expected. J.P. Morgan, for example, had a blast last year. I mean, the banking crisis that hit the smaller and regional U.S. banks drove capital to the big banks like JP Morgan, and combined with the rising interest rates from the Fed, JP announced the most profitable year of its history because the bank posted more than a 250 billion US dollar worth of net interest income last year, which was the seventh consecutive quarter of record NII for JP Morgan. So net interest income is the difference between what a bank earns on its assets and what it pays out to its deposits to keep these depositors well 
deposited. So the rising rates and the banking crisis have been good for the big U.S. banks who could actually amass depositors from well smaller regional banks. And together, the four major U.S. banks made 80 billion U.S. dollar more last year than in 2021 in net interest income. As such, J.B. Morgan traded at all-time high level before falling slightly in the red at the close on Friday. Why? Because well, all big banks now unfortunately see their net interest income fall next year as the Fed is expected to cut the interest rates. And in this context, JPCFO expects six rate cuts from the Fed this year, which will weigh on its NII. And when you think that Citi's fixed income traders served in the worst performance in the five past years, well, you also understand why Citi decided to scrap 20,000 jobs into well this year, and news that actually helped the Citi shares eke out a 1% gain after the results on Friday, even after reporting a net loss of 1.84 billion US dollars in the fourth quarter of last year. Elsewhere, Wells Fargo beat SMS by its prediction of 7 to 9% fall in its net interest income next year sent the stock price more than 3% lower on Friday's session, while the Bank of America fell 1% after missing SMS. Now, the bank earnings will continue to flow in from tomorrow as the U.S. markets will be closed for Martin Luther King Day holiday today. So in summary, last week's higher than expected CPI figure in the U.S. did little to change appetite for the Fed rate cuts. The Federal Reserve is still expected to cut rates by five to six times this year, and the first rate cut from the Fed is expected to be announced as early as in March this year with a 73% probability attached to it. Overseas, while the People's Bank of China held its policy rate steady this Monday, defying the general expectation of a 10 basis point cut while pumping more cash into its financial system to well, hopefully reverse the sell-off that we see in assets and boost asset prices and eventually well, boost growth. But anyway, the Chinese CSI 300 index barely reacted to the news after well, China posted a third negative inflation rate on a yearly basis last week. So China is still expected to hit its official 5% growth target this year. But but the confidence crisis and the slump that we see in property prices are well not going to reverse overnight. So outlook for the Chinese equities is not bright at the moment. And well, the weak China is not great news for the European luxury brands. Burberry in the sense slumped to the lowest levels since the pandemic last Friday after issuing a second profit warning in just three months following uh, well disappointing holiday sales, while the French Hermès and LVMH actually continue to feel the heat at the moment after well, quite a stellar uh, past two years, let's say. On the other hand, while Taiwanese stock exchange, which diverged quite positively from the Chinese mainland stocks last year, had a well, cheery start to the week after the ruling DPP's Lai, Mr. Lai, who is pointed as a separatist by Beijing, won presidency, but 
his party lost its legislative majority, so the letter was seen as a good compromise. Sweet and sour news for relations between China and Taiwan, as the outcome was clearly not over provocative for Beijing. In Japan, while well, the Japanese Nikkei 225 index hit the 36,000 mark on the back of a softer Japanese yen and the waning expectations that the Bank of Japan will be normalizing its policy at a decent speed this year. Now, zooming out of Japan, the US dollar kicks off this week on a slightly negative note this morning. The Aussie dollar struggles to find buyers near the lower bound of its October to now ascending channel as the People's Bank of China could have been well more supportive at its decision today. The euro dollar, on the other hand, couldn't clear the 110 psychological resistance last week, remember? And the failure to break above, well, this crucial psychological level could actually weaken the euro bull's hands this week. Across the channel, cable remains cautiously bid after Friday's GDP data in the UK printed a better than expected growth number. Now, the UK will release its latest inflation report on Wednesday morning, where inflation in the UK is expected to have further ease from 3.9 to 3.8% in December, and while core inflation is seen slipping below the 5% mark. All these numbers are still too high, but a softer than expected set of inflation figures in the UK could actually prevent cable from making a sustainable move above the 1.28 level. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipeko Skardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them so i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading